Welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. This podcast is for information only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. If you have any questions, please contact your financial advisor. Welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. I'm Rohit Baswani from Omnis Investments and here to take you through last week's news in financial markets. In the US, pessimism around inflation and interest rate fears weighed markets down last week. If you remember, in the week before last, the policymakers at the Federal Reserve, the central bank of the USA, announced that they could consider tapering financial support for the economy soon. And this triggered more worries about how quickly interest rates may rise, which in turn impacted markets last week. The S&P 500 returned negative 2.2% last week. There was a bit of a rally on Friday, which helped recover some of the losses, but most indices across the US recorded their biggest weekly drops since February this year and basically gave us the worst monthly declines since the start of a pandemic. September was a bad month for markets in the US. The political environment was also unsettling. The possibility that the federal government would experience another partial shutdown was averted late in the week when the Senate and the House of Representatives passed a short-term spending bill. However, no progress was made in raising the debt limit and the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen warned again that the limit needed to be suspended or raised by the 18th of October in order for the Treasury to meet its obligations. Despite all of this news, the week's inflation data was arguably not alarming because it was in line with expectations. But it was this continued report of supply constraints that concerned investors. Over to Japan. Japanese stocks followed the lead of the US market, declining during the week. The Nikkei 225 lost over 4%. On the political front, former Foreign Minister Fumio Kishida won the Liberal Democrat Party's presidential election by beating Taro Kono in the leadership runoff. This victory gives Kishida a nearly certain path to succeed as Japan's Prime Minister. So who is Kishida? Well, he is seen as a consensus builder who will continue to push forward with the structural reform agenda introduced by his predecessor. In terms of fiscal policy, he has mentioned the need for additional support for the economy, but hasn't provided a lot of details. And over the medium term, Kishida has indicated a focus on narrowing the inequality gap in Japan through expanding welfare and helping low and middle income families. We will find out more about what his policies will be like over the coming weeks. On Friday, Japan dropped its COVID state of emergency for the first time in six months as daily reported cases continue to plunge. Next up, China. Despite it being a shorter week in markets, there was some positive news concerning the indebted property developer China Evergrande Group, which supported investor sentiment. The CSI 300 index was up almost half a percent during the week. Now, markets were closed on Friday as it began the National Day holiday, uh, which is a week-long holiday starting last Friday and will continue for most of this week. So what happened with Evergrande? Well, on Wednesday, Evergrande said that one of its units would sell some of its stake in a commercial bank to a state-owned enterprise for one and a half billion US dollars to help reduce its debt load. And then separately, the People's Bank of China pledged to ensure a healthy property market and to protect home buyers' rights. Let's come to Europe next. Shares in Europe fell sharply amid fears that the economy might be sliding into a period of lower growth and high inflation. 
the Eurostox 50 fell just shy of 3%. Compared to the previous year, Eurozone consumer prices jumped 3.4% in August, and this is up from 3% for the month of July. And of course, that more importantly, it's the highest level since 2008. Higher energy costs were a big part of this upsurge and supply chain and production disruptions also impacted. The president of the European Central Bank, Christine Lagarde, acknowledged that inflation in the eurozone could exceed forecasts. But she also stuck to the official view that an increase in inflation would be temporary and said that it was important not to overreact to transitory supply shocks that are boosting inflation in the eurozone. And finally, in Germany, the left-of-centre Social Democratic Party, led by Olaf Scholz, won the German general election by only a small margin and will now look to form a majority coalition government. But this is likely to be a lengthy process. Angela Merkel will stay on as a caretaker chancellor until then. And finally, the UK. In the UK, the FTSE 100 was down 0.3% and the FTSE 250 was down 2.7%. The governor of the Bank of England, Andrew Bailey, said that the GDP in the UK would probably not recover to pre-pandemic levels until early next year, a few months later than previously predicted. He also said that the central bank would keep a close watch on inflation expectations and the labour market for signs that the temporary price pressures might be becoming more persistent. This week, the UK government's COVID job retention scheme drew to a close, leaving over 1 million workers still on the furlough scheme, uncertain over what the future holds. Elsewhere, the UK achieved a vaccination milestone, as two-thirds of adults have now received two COVID jabs, joining a small handful of other countries to do so. It was a big win for the London Stock Exchange when biotech company Oxford Nanopore, whose DNA sequencing technology has been essential in tracking COVID-19 variants globally, made a stellar stock market debut in London. The Omnis Income and Growth Fund, for example, has been an investor in the company for some time now. And finally, the ONS said the volume of motor vehicle traffic dropped six percentage points last Monday as fuel shortages kept drivers off the roads. So overall, a pretty poor week in markets dominated by inflation and interest rate fears across the globe. That's it from me this week. I'll be back again next week for more. Have a great week. This podcast has been brought to you by Omnis Investments, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority.